Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and this week, uh, Matt is unwell, so get well soon, Matt. So at the last minute, step in, Stefan has joined me. How you doing, mate? I'm good. I love that I've now got my own nickname. Yeah, well, that's fair. You know, you're part of the show. You are, you are now officially step in, Stefan. Do I get like my own little fan chant and everything? That's what I want. I could, I could try and get you a jingle or something. Um, oh, come here. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I've not harassed my friend in quite a while. Perhaps I, I should and just get a load of really stupid stuff made up. And one of them will be, it's Step in Stefan, here he is, or something like that. Uh, step, Step, Step in Steph. I don't know. Hey, all all sorts. Right. All sorts. I feel like you've thought about this. I feel like this is something you have in mind here. That that, that little demonstration there was not just off the top of your head. I used to, <laughs> I used to play football a lot and I always used to dream of like just one day hearing a chant from like, you know, the four people that watch us. Oh. Never happened. Do you do you have a rough idea in your mind what what the chant would have been for you? Because I mean, you know, your your surname wouldn't exactly be an easy one for people to rhyme. No, it's definitely not. No, that was the problem. No, yeah, it would have to be around your first name. I think you're right. Okay, but um, yeah, man. So how you doing anyway? Um, obviously Tottenham played last night in the Champions League against Olympiacos. Um, uh, yes. Also played in the Premier League at the weekend uh, against Crystal Palace. So. Uh, how about we kind of ease people into this podcast by talking about the Palace game first? Yeah, let's talk about that one first. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, and more in particular, the first half. Um, did you did you get to watch any of the game, or did you watch like the match of the day? I highlights? had to watch kind of like the highlights on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no, no um, that's cool. But it, it turns out I only needed to watch the first forty five minutes, and I could have gone out afterwards anyway <laughs> yeah, by the sounds yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, basically, second half, uh, the the team went into cruise control, which which you can kind of understand. Four nil up. Um, you know, I, I posted on our our Facebook page. You know, let, let's be ruthless. Uh, that, that's kind of me as a as a fan. You know, I'd like to see us smash a team eight nil. Uh, yeah, you always want to see if you're winning the first half four nil, you want to go and get at least the same in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I'd have liked to have seen a few more goals. Yeah, and you know, Kane never got on the score sheet, and you, you know he would have been chomping it a bit. So I kind of just had it about me, like you know, come on, let's kick on. Yeah, I, I do understand why not. You know, you're playing in the Champions League away in midweek. If you've got the chance just to ease back, throttle back, knock the ball about a bit. I do get it, <laughs> you know, it does, oh, yeah. I suppose being practical, that does make sense, you know, professional, but as a fan, I was like, we want nine, we want nine, so, um, I, I can imagine the the fans that were there, I was actually offered tickets to the game, but unfortunately couldn't make it, oh, that's a shame, a friend of mine couldn't go and said, do you want the tickets, and I was like, mm. oh my god, yes, and then went, ah, no, actually, I do yeah. want the tickets, but I can't make it. Yeah, no, well, I think it's been... I think the opening 45 minutes, uh, really, has been the most fluent I've seen us in, in quite some time. I spoke on the podcast last week with Matt about how I can't remember a time where we really we really hit our stride. It feels like it's been quite a while since we looked at our best. Yeah. Um, I thought the opening 45 minutes against Palace, we, we made them look awful. And... Palace aren't an awful team. I think they conceded two goals up to that game. Oh yeah, they've um, already beaten United this season, and 
Yeah, yeah. so they're, they're not an awful team. They're, they're a well-organised team, and we made them look awful. And it always makes me laugh with this, because we were playing great, and the movement was phenomenal, and the speed of pass, you know, that's something I go on about all the time, is if we move the ball quickly and our movement's good, we're, we're unplayable. You know, I, I watch Man City sometimes, and the big difference... I see between us and Liverpool as well um, is is their speed that they move the ball and the movement of their players and sometimes you watch it and just go there's no play in that you know that was unplayable yeah. that was phenomenal and when we're in that kind of mood we are on our day like that as good and well, that opening 45 minutes I think uh, really showed that really kind of and I, I think there was even a, a you know a chant at one point you know we've got our Tottenham back which Somewhat ironically, I felt a little bit like that last night, but for a very different reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, about seventy minutes in, going, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. there it is, found him. Yeah, this this feels like yeah, this feels like home. This is normal. Um, so yeah, so it was it was great. Uh, the, the goals were all good. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know Kane didn't score, which is kind of what he's judged on, but the, the guy was phenomenal. Um, his movement to create the space. Yeah, he got assists. Uh, so yeah, his, his ball for Lamella was was just so bang on the money. Um, so yeah, I you, you kind of can't I can't wax lyrical enough about that opening forty five minutes and in the second half really if you know if I take my fan wanting goals 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 hat off. Uh, it was a very professional. Just you know, they, they shut up shop. They didn't yeah. let Crystal Palace do anything. No, just, yeah, it was a very professional performance. Yeah, just took just just took the pace out of the game. Just you know, because it's very easy uh, in a game like that just to completely switch off. And when you completely switch off, you know, Palace might have grabbed the goal, and all of a sudden, it's very difficult if you drop a tempo in a game like you're four 0 up. You drop that tempo. All of a sudden, the other team get a goal, and then they might get a second. It's very difficult to then switch back on again. Yep. You know, you think about teams that are. Uh, <laughs> I was generally about to say this, but it wasn't leaked. Two nil up is can be quite a dangerous scoreline because you feel kind of safe. You kind of settle into your rhythm, so to speak. But one goal and the momentum shifts, and all of a sudden, you know that game can get away from you. Yep. Um, but, and that's not just us, you know, anyone who watches football enough will know that, you know, how many times have you seen a team 2-0 up, lose a game or end up drawing? And, you know, they're hanging on in the end. And it's just because of the the mental kind of switch of, oh, you know, we're cruising. 1-0 up, people don't really do that. You go a goal up, teams tend to be still quite on edge, still keep playing their game. But yeah. at 2, it does appear to be like a big psychological thing of just... Ah, there we go. Right, we can we can throttle back a little bit. We can just try and control the tempo, control the ball. And, yeah, and even yeah, if they score lethal. one, we're still winning. It's fine. Exactly, yeah. But momentum's such a massive thing in sport. And in in an actual game, momentum's even bigger. You know, momentum across the season's big, you know, from game to game. But in an actual 90 minutes, momentum's massive. And... When you like uh, just to talk about it, then briefly, Olympiacos last night, that goal just before half time at their ground is very similar to at the Emirates. Is you're kind of by being 2 0 up, you've kind of killed that atmosphere, so you've you know, you've killed the 12 man aspect, you're dominating the ball. If you make it through to half time, 2 0 up, the, the, the game's completely different. So at the Emirates and at Olympiacos last night, to concede the goals 
that close to half time it just completely changes the whole momentum whole you know the whole yeah. atmosphere because at half time the Olympiacos fans 2-0 down would have been very oh you know damn <laughs> you know because uh, they are not loose, used to losing there you know I think they've conceded one goal in like near 20 games at that stadium and they've only lost there once in an entire calendar year and that was like a, a replay of a cup tie or something where they fielded a weakened team so it was yeah it's kind of nuts their record at home so their fans go there expecting you know not yeah, to concede and win. to win yeah yeah and and of course they're going to translate that to Europe because that's the confidence you have from from that being at that stadium and for so for us to go there be 2-0 up and we did shut the crowd up i mean that was yeah. one hostile reception and we had them you know we had them and kind of just let them and don't get me wrong it was a very well taken goal but it was very defendable i think it was very if switched on playing at full pelt that would not have happened it was kind of like a we're 2-0 up you know we've we've kind of slowed the game down oh bloody hell they've scored <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I mean, even then, like we we didn't play great. No, no at no, any point all. we didn't play great. A lot of the players no. just seemed off the pace. The passing was, I've never oh, seen us sloppy. give the ball away Awful. so much whilst passing no. the ball. No, I agree. Yeah, it was really it was crazy. Sloppy. I mean, the, the only player with a pass completion rate high last night was Harry Winks, which I can believe from watching the game. He's because Winks is a one. superstar. Well, I always love Winksy. Yeah, I love the guy. I mean, he. There's a lot of criticism around what he does. You know, they're kind of like, well, yeah, he doesn't lose the ball because he's keeping it sideways, going backwards, etc. Well, it's not. It's a bit of an urban myth that he does pass in all directions. But at the same time, his role is to be available and to retain possession and yeah. just keep it moving, just keep the tempo, just try and set that. He does it very well and he covers a lot of ground for us. You know, he kind of would run through walls for the shirt, which is the kind of player you want in that in that position. Oh, yeah. But, I, I mean, if we're... You know, we went 2-0 up. The penalty was a penalty, definitely, but I think that was the first time we'd even got into their box or, or one yeah. of. It was against the run of play, really. We hadn't looked threatening. Um, we could have been a goal down by that point. They hit the post yeah, with it. Yeah. I mean, hats off to them. Fantastic yeah. move. It was, yeah. The, it was the chest very down good. to the volley. You yeah. thought, that's a goal. Every day, yeah. that's a goal. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, no, they, they, you know, they're not a bad side. No, I think they're underestimated. I, mean, I saw quite, you know, I saw a lot of stuff on our Facebook page. Uh, I saw one guy compared them to Ipswich, and I was like, really? League One Ipswich or Olympiacos of the Champions League? Yeah, I'm not like, quite sure where he got the no the link there. Well, there's quite a, uh, an arrogance in English football around our leagues are the best in the world. You know, I see it quite a lot. You know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, yeah, but they play in a league that you know most of the teams wouldn't even make it in League One. I'm kind of like, mm, that's not true. <laughs> that's... Our, our Premiership is a high standard. However, yeah. as we've seen many times with teams getting promoted and then going straight back down again, there's a big mm. gap. There is a gap, and also, uh, you know, the, the best league in the world, as it's coined, is uh, for me anyway. And this is just my opinion. Uh, a bit of clever marketing. It's a financial I thing, I think, more than anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't consider the English Premier League to be that far ahead of all other leagues. Yeah, I mean, some are 
deeply predictable. It's going to be one of two teams every season. Yep. However, right now in the Premier League, it's one of two teams every season who's going to win the league. Now I know. Oh yeah. You know, we, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I know that pattern doesn't stick for like the ten, twenty years like it does in other leagues. But I'm just saying that for us to kind of look at those leagues and look down on them Olympiacos yeah domestically their league is not as tough as the Premier League of course not but you're talking about a European Champions League team uh, to be disrespectful to any team that has made the Champions League I, I, I don't agree with I think every team needs to be respected and I think we did go there respecting them I think looking at our team selection in terms of formation tactics respect them it was a European away tie yep. we were looking to retain possession contain uh, you know Lucas was on the pitch so it was a clear indication we were going to look to try and you know hit them on the break and find space in behind Lucas and Delhi. yeah so, so the clear objective was, and anyone who watched the game watched what Harry Kane was doing, where he was drifting, coming back deep, and also drifting wide a lot, was to pull defenders for Lucas and Delhi to run into the space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we had a kind of a clear tactical setup with that. I think the the obvious thing I think needs to be talked about with tactics or team selection is it right back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this was. I I messaged you during the game. Yeah. About this, just I don't understand why a centre back. I mean, if it had been Toby, for example, a player that has played at international level as a right yeah. back, yeah, and he'd put Toby out on the right and Davison in the middle between Vertonghen and Toby, yeah, I would have gone. Uh, we'd rather say see Carl Walker Peters, but yeah, okay, fair enough. Toby's played there before. Every time he puts Sanchez out, I'm just looking at it going. He's not got a delivery for a cross. No. Because he's not used to it. He's used to, no. if anything, no, he well, he's it not, clear, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's not He's not a player who does crossing um, drills saw every him, day, yeah. We saw him attempt a couple of crosses last night. Yeah, and attempt, he wasn't beating attempt the first is, man. No. It was like Ericsson corner, just from Ericsson <laughs> on the pitch. I watched Christian Ericsson take a free kick last night from... 40, 50, 60 yards out where he was just going to try and clip it into the box. Yep. They, because it was so far out, they just had a one-man wall. He, he, he hit him. Yeah. I I have not laughed quite so... A proper really snort laugh. laughed was yeah. mental. Now, the bit that really made me laugh was when we were getting corners and I like, text you, why does it take two men to take a corner? With well. Ben Davies going over there as well. And I was just like... Well, I think Surely. Ben was. I think Ben was going over there to you know a bit of moral support, hold his hand or something. Yeah, come right, on, Christian, you can that, beat that the first man. man. You Don't, can do it. Yeah, you can get it. Just yeah. over it. Just up in the air and over. Yeah, you see the guys in the kind of blue shirts. Yeah, that's us. Um, yeah, no. If I'm, you aim for that that stand over there, you might get it in the box. <laughs> just, just all the way across. Just, yeah, just, just, a, just a wild stab in the dark, which is incidentally what you'll be getting if you don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, so just to finish what we're saying about Davinson Sanchez, you can kind of look at Davinson as a player and kind of understand the thinking. He is a powerful, fast central defender. Yeah. So if you need to put someone there to cover it makes sense you know on, yep. the, on the principle like you said his delivery is poor um toby's delivery from fullbacks not bad super yan i still think is one of the best left backs at the club gotcha. um and his delivery is phenomenal but 
so, and Toby's as good as well. The only thing I'd say about why we're not playing Toby there, I think it's because of the the amount of running needed to do. Yeah. And the last time Toby played in that role for us is when he did his hamstring. And that was in the Champions League as well. He, he got moved across there to cover during a game and he was yeah. bombing up and down. You know, he was doing great. We were playing a back three at the time, I think. So him and to- Jan, you sort of used to take it in turns coming marauding forward. I remember that, yeah. He went on He went on this charging run and never bang, came back. it went. He never came back. <laughs> yeah, you're not far wrong. Um, I, I think it's kind of a protection thing. It's kind of like yeah. Toby, he's had these injuries, therefore... Yeah, you, you don't put him in a game where he's going to be doing that anymore. No, but then, I mean, um, we've got other players, though, that can do that. I mean, I don't... I know yeah, you said yeah, to me yeah. about Serge was cramping up. Yeah, so it's, it's a question I, I saw quite a lot last night, and it's uh, perfectly valid, you know, why have you left Serge Aurier and Danny Rose behind? And Danny Rose uh, makes perfect sense. Danny needs to be managed. His, his fitness and sort of injury record, and he's started and played every game so far. Yep. So rotating the fullbacks up and the manager's always done. Uh, you know, Danny, Ben's going to play, so there's no point you travelling, stay back have a rest day and then, you know, go into training to be ready to play Leicester because I'm, I'm pretty sure Danny will start that game. Yeah. With Serge, it kind of like, well, this is his first game. It doesn't make any bloody sense. No, you know, and he you, played a good game. Yeah, and he had a great game, you know, so why it didn't make a lot of sense. Well, a few journalists there kind of, you know, nitpick inquiring and stuff, but I, I remembered and then I went and found... Uh, it was a journalist from the game at the weekend talked about how Serge Aurier, when he left, looked like he could hardly walk. Anyway, the, the reports were that followed that was basically just at the end of the game, he just completely cramped. It was his first game in the Premier League for, uh, oh, I don't know how long. Yeah, He's played a few games internationally for the Ivory Coast, but he just generally needed a rest afterwards. Now, if you work on the fact that that game was uh, Saturday, was it yeah. Saturday? Yeah, the yeah. game was Saturday. Uh, Sunday rest Monday report back the training when he reported back he was probably still really feeling the effects of it so as a club you just go okay well you know we're going to rotate Danny so we're going to rotate you as well yeah be ready Um, for Saturday be ready for Saturday so same as Danny you hit you know hit the sauna and that today rest up make get all your muscles back and then do the training work here and then when we all come back you know we travel back and we'll resume full you know back, back in with the first team so it does make sense, and and it is all about managing these players, and um, it's it's quite easy to kind of be outside of the camp looking in, not making any sense, because there, there's another example of why you know this doesn't make sense to me is when Serge Aurier was left behind, I looked at that and went, oh well, that's obvious. Davis and Walker Peters are going to start. Yeah. So for Walker Peters to then be sat on the bench for Sanchez to start, uh, I'm still baffled about. Yeah, um, I know Carl Walker Peters. He's still got to prove himself. Of course, he's still very young. Well, he's not. But he's not that young. <laughs> That's the problem. He's no. actually when you look at the stats and everything, you, you still see Carl Walker Peters as a youngster. Yeah, but no, he's, he's not. not. No, he's not. Now he, he he if the manager has this little faith in him. Then he, he needs to be allowed to go somewhere else. Yeah, he should because Carl Walker Peters for me, and I've watched him come through the academy. So I'm going to say this right at the start. I'm going to caveat this. I, I do have an affection for him and a number of players who I've watched come through. Just because uh, you do anyone who yeah. watches the academy, the amount that I do, there are certain players you're going to form a real attachment to, and, and he's one of them. Um, 
But for me, the, the thing that frustrates me is I genuinely believe, and, and I still say this, and I will always say it, given a run of games, uh, and unfortunately I know he, he picked up an injury recently when he was getting that, but given a run of games, people would see that he he's our first choice right back. For me, he is. He's got the ability going forward. He's got the ability defensively. He's played uh, left back and right back for his country every age level. You know, the, the kid knows his position inside and out. Yeah. Um, he can cover. He's, he is a very, very good, talented footballer. But he is stagnating because he's not playing games. So when he does get thrown in, you're going to see these errors. And well, yeah. we we as a we as a fan base are kind of like, well, that's not good enough for us. You know, we're a Champions League team. We, we're a Champions League team that not only wants to be in the Champions League, we want to be trying to win things. Um, so we want a player that's on it every single game. And, and that's fair. I, I think as fans, we got the right to say that. But Serge Aurier isn't that. Serge Aurier is a player who was phenomenal against Crystal Palace. And I'm delighted for him because... I'm never going to be a big fan of Serge Aurier. There's a whole host of reasons, and I'm just mm-hmm. not. But I can still look at it and go, he played bloody well against Crystal Palace. Now, if he plays that well against Leicester, and he continues playing that well, then I will hold my hands up to everybody and say, no, I was wrong. He has proved me wrong. He is he is a great right back. Yeah. What what seems to happen with our fan base, and I think perhaps every fan base, is when a player's not playing, people kind of get these ideas in their head or, or kind of over-inflate the good games that they had, uh, if this makes sense. So, like, yeah. let's say Serge Aurier now, for whatever reason, doesn't play against Leicester. Carl Walker-Peter starts. No matter what Carl does in that game, unless we won it 3 or 4-0, everyone's going to be saying, oh... Pochettino don't know what he's doing Aurier didn't play and that's what you know it'd just be everyone will just wax lyrical because in the last game they saw him he was good now let's let's sort of flip it if Aurier was absolutely awful in that game absolutely awful yeah and then we played against Leicester and he had a good game that wouldn't wipe away the crap if that makes sense people would still be like he's inconsistent he's crap Yep, <laughs> but but yeah. So it's kind of like a perspective thing, and uh, for me, I just think Aurier can't string two to three games together of that consistency, and that's been my problem with him since we signed him. Um, He's with Carl very Walker Peters, he? he is. Yeah, with Carl Walker Peters, I just genuinely believe playing uh, like like we said about Harry Winks. Walker Peters would run through walls for the shirt that he's wearing and you do need players like that even if he's going to be rotated in and out because Pochettino when we're at our best runs our full backs into the ground yep. <laughs> so so you need to rotate them you need to have two for each position um, so yeah I, I think even because I think Carl because he's so devoted to the club you know he's grown up as a Spurs fan he's come through the academy being one of our two first choice fullbacks, I think in that role he'd love that. He'd fight for that. He'd he'd want to be, you know, he'd want to push on every single game. But at the moment he's seeing, you know, if if Juan Foyth was fit, would Carl have been sold or loaned out? Possibly. Yeah. If but he's now Champions League game away. Sanchez of a, a, a central defender is being played there ahead of him. And a few people said, you know, well, yeah, but he's just come back from an injury. Yeah, so's Davinson. 
both of them missed the last game through injury. Yeah. Both of them were past fit for this game, and yet he's picked the central defender over Kyle. And, you know, it, so to me, it, that that's a big problem for us. The right-back thing is a big problem, because if Serge Aurier is going to be our, our full-time right-back there, I'm not convinced right now that he can string two to three performances like the Crystal Palace game together. I'd love to be proven wrong. I hope you are for the sake of the team and the fans. Big time, yeah. Big time, yeah. But I don't think you are. No. We've not seen evidence of it so far, and he's been with us a couple of seasons now. Um, And also, I'm, I'm very conscious of a player who in the summer wasn't just, you know, I've not had many opportunities, I'd like to leave the club, please but was very vocal in the to the team to the media to you know yeah. wanting to get out um yeah, now, I'm done f- see you later bye yeah, f- through circumstance that's not happened and he's given an interview oh no well of course I'm happy I'm, uh, you know that's ball he created hell you know certain people behind the scenes have made it very clear that there were a lot of problems with our squad disjointed and things up until that European window closing. And a lot of it was being created by two to three players who wanted out and weren't getting the moves they wanted. Yeah. Him being one of them. Um, so with all that being said, again, I just find it very difficult to warn to him. If he plays like he did against Palace for the rest of the season or, you know, up till January, whatever, then yeah. well, I'll, I'll completely hold my hands up, well done him. I mean, but, yeah, even if it's a case of he does still want to move, so therefore he ups his performances to make someone interested, <laughs> because quite clearly, yeah. no one was interested in him in the summer, no, because he no. hadn't been playing, so therefore you don't buy a player that's not playing, because he's got no form. No, so even true. if he plays for a move, and we get from now till the January transfer market, good yeah. performances... And then when he leaves, because he's now got someone's interest from abroad, he goes away, and yeah. we go, ah, yeah, he was doing quite well for us. Shame he's left. Yeah. Whereas well, if he had gone at the summer, we would have gone, all right, see you later. Who, who are you? Did you, did you, you play for us? Did you? You just saying that then actually raised two things for me that are quite funny. It would be fun to talk about. The first thing's a quick thing. Yep. Kieran Trippier, I liked at Tottenham. Last season, I think he had a really poor year. Both yep. in attitude and form, and I think we were right to sell him. Okay, that's my opinion. It, Atletico Madrid last night, I think it summed up Trippier for me perfectly. The fans were slating him defensively for mistakes. I mean, I was like reading through a thread of them last night that someone retweeted, and it was just vitriolic. Like, oh really? Who is uh, one guy was like, I hate this guy. Get him out of my club already. Okay. Oh jeez. It, it was like really like kind of. He, apparently, he switched off, and Juventus got in behind him a couple of times. You know, every Tottenham fan's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember that happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, he then gets an assist. Apparently, which is like just a phenomenal cross. These same fans are like, "Yay, Trippier! What a guy!" I mean, one football fans, <laughs> you gotta love it. Um, but two, I think it kind of him in a nutshell was that, which is you're gonna, he's gonna switch off. You're gonna probably, you're possibly concede with him in the team, but he yeah. does have a delivery on him, which if you're using it right, can get you goals. I think Atletico has probably looked at 
the kind of pros and cons when they signed him and gone, yeah, we need someone who's going to put a ball on, you know, such and such a player's head. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's bring him in. Uh, with us, uh, we were just playing against a standard of opposition week in, week out, where we're getting punished. Yeah. Uh, you know, what we were talking about, leagues and stuff. In Spain, there's probably three teams, four teams there that will punish you every week. Yeah. Others, you're, you know, you're going to be a bit easier against. If he's caught out of position against one of the, like, Getafe or someone like that, yeah, chances yeah. are another one of your players are going to be able to get across and cover it, you'll be okay. Bang on, my friend. Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, so that was one thing that just came from what you've just said that made me think of it. But the other thing, and I want to put it to you because it's quite a funny thing. Uh, we were talking about Serge Aurier not being able to get his move. Yep. Uh, a couple of players like really wanted to leave, weren't able to get their moves. Um, a really interesting article uh, written in a French football. Uh, and it was around Aurier, but they mentioned other players as well. Apparently, they weren't able to move, not because of transfer fees and things like that, because a lot of people just think Daniel Levy's asking too much money. Now, this is mind-blowing to me. Apparently, we pay high wages, and therefore uh, the clubs are struggling to to lure the players. Sorry, what? Yeah. (laughs) Up until a year ago... We yeah. were like one of the lowest budgets in the league of the, yeah, like, the we top were... six, anyway. Definitely, you know. Yeah, and and still, right now, uh, I believe there are a few of our players woefully underpaid. When you consider what similar players doing the similar role in rival clubs are are being paid. Yeah. Um. But yeah, apparently our squad players, if you like, are our kind of players like Serge or uh, Victor Wanyama. Let's say Wanyama was another one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't move because the wages on offer weren't comparable to what they're earning with us. That's mental. That's is how yeah. the world is changing. It is. It's a madness. But it's a madness. I think created from the Premier League. I think. You know, I think if Wanyama wasn't trying to sign for Club Bruges, but instead Watford, Watford would pay him the same. Yeah. Whereas Club Bruges in Belgium are like, <laughs> hold on, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Champions League, which gives us X amount of budget, but you ain't getting, you know, new house money every week. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, in the Premier League, because of the TV income and stuff like that, the wages, the basic wages for uh, quote-unquote normal or basic players in the Premier League is that much higher that actually selling them unless you're finding another Premier League team is becoming difficult yeah I suppose um, yeah, like a, a basic wage in the Premier League is probably what 60 to 70 for a squad player yeah. Yeah, whereas yeah, yeah somewhere in Belgium 70,000 a week that's like he's, your superstar. He's a superstar yeah yeah, yeah you got it so it was kind of um it was it was a little bit eye opening because I laughed at it at first and then I read the article in more detail. And I thought actually no, you're making a really good point. You know, we sign a player from France like uh, Nkudu or someone like that. We put him on like a normal Premier League wage. We've tripled his wage. Yeah, yeah, and and he can't go back then. Like we were sort of like, why isn't this player leaving? Why isn't Vincent Janssen off our books yet? What is going on? And it's the general terms, the general thing is, you know, these other leagues, other clubs in these other leagues would have signed these players, but just couldn't finance the deals, couldn't match what the players wanted. And of course, a lot of that comes down to the player as well. Yeah. Um, you know, Victor Wanyama is not, unless he manages to rediscover that form from three years ago and fitness, yeah. going to be starting games above Winks, Sissoko, or um, Undombele. 
Yes, yeah, I mean, not. I'd put even like people like Dyer and stuff like that ahead of him. He's he's down the list now, unfortunately. Yeah. So if he wanted to play football week in week out at a Champions League team in a league where his fitness wouldn't be tested quite so hard, you know, his knee would probably not keep going on him. Yeah. That that move the club rouge would make perfect sense. But he's not done it because he's not going to earn as much. I dare say the wages on offer were still phenomenal. <laughs> you know, from, yeah, from something from that me I'm and you, take years and years to earn. Yeah, he would have earned a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's um to me a lot of that shows the mentality of the players. But I think it does echo back to the sort of position we are in with this squad. Um, Pochettino said last season. It's going to be a painful time. There's going to be painful changes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we're in that pain. I think a lot of us took that to mean in the summer, there's going to be a few painful goodbyes, like saying goodbye to Danny Rose after 11, 12 years, Ericsson, you know, Toby. I think we all kind of thought, yeah, I see what you're saying, boss. Yeah, those players are going to leave this summer. No, they what haven't. What he actually meant was this <laughs> season. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of, because they haven't, it's like we're, in the pain, rather than it being, you know, dealt with, you know, like you're ripping off a band, you know, rip off. I was a about to say, yeah, instead of ripping the plaster off, you've got some sadistic yeah. sod just taking it really slowly, yeah. ripping it back, hair and, at a time, and, and grinning the whole time. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that's that. I mean, um, before we dive any further into anything else, um, I did put a shout out on our on our Facebook page today. Um, I'm not going to play in any jingles this week. I, uh, just because Matt's not here, Matt loves them. He loves he loves the jingles. <laughs> uh, but basically, I put a shout out for any comments or anything like that, and I, and I have had a few. Um, so I thought I'd I'd put them to you as step in Stefan. Okay, let's do this. Uh, to see what you think. Um, the first one is from. Let me just load it so I've got it in time order. Oh, don't um, the new updates awful. It's never in time, and I never see half no. the comments on things anymore. Right, so Dave Merlin says, The worst player on the pitch last night was Christian Eriksen. He seemed unable to execute even the most simple pass successfully. Christian looked to be totally lacking in in on-pitch confidence and also frustrated with himself. Should he now be taken out of the firing line for both his own good and the good of the team? What do you think, mate? Oh, talk about opening up a can of worms. Christian Eriksen, right. Yeah. I am really struggling with Christian Eriksen. Okay. Um, a year ago, well, two years ago maybe, I loved him. He yep. was consistently good, if not great. Last yep. season, I thought he was poor. Yeah. I was getting more and more frustrated with him last season because the guy has got magic in his boots. Yep. The problem is we're waiting three games for every one bit of magic. That's fair. And yep. a, a team of our size and trying to achieve what we want to achieve we can't be going three games for one bit of magic be it the magic assist the magic free kick something the magic shot yeah agreed um as to looking on pitch in confidence lacking stuff like that if anything he just looked uninterested see he uh, wasn't chasing the ball around my, i know he, he got back and made one tackle i remember that because it, it shocked me that he tracked back to the halfway line and made a tackle yeah, see, now that's interesting you said that because my perception was the same as yours initially. But uh, then I noticed a few times, although he was 
given the ball away, which was just like, really? He, he was actually running, and he did actually cover the most ground of our midfield. Yeah. Um, which, when you consider the work rate Winks he put in, who was second, by the way. Um, so he was putting an effort in, running... But it's like his brain just wasn't there last night. It, it was, was such weird. something like there were some real simple passes he was making that were just not even yeah. getting near. Um, I mean, he made a pass. I think it was to Winksy. Yeah, <clears throat> and you'd expect it wasn't a long. You know, it was kind of no. like one side of the centre circle to the other. Yeah, and Winksy had to run like two or three steps forward. Yeah, onto the ball, and I'm like, that that wasn't a here. I'm playing you forward. That was a, just no, a wayward pass that Winks yeah. has managed to keep your accuracy up. Yeah, no, and there, there was a number of times where he was caught on the ball as well. Like the ball came to him, and he's like, it was like he couldn't get it out from his feet. Yeah, and by the time he did, they they took it off him, and yeah, he was just really poor last night. And I, and I like you said, I mean, we can point to why easily, but like as equally as poor as he was last night I felt he's been very good in other games so I can't tag him with this kind of he's clearly dropped tools thing which is how I felt last season at the end of last season I felt he'd completely last season he was woeful at the end of the season well I felt that he'd just kind of like you know typical guy finishing his job you know half assing it until he leaves um, the last I, half I, hour on a Friday sort of attitude yeah it's yeah you got it yeah right. <laughs> um, or, or last half hour and all of Friday last half hour Thursday and all of Friday yeah when I used to work in a warehouse anyway See, yeah and my problem with Ericsson is he wanted to leave to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona or someone like that yeah if you're not performing at Spurs yeah that's I mean yeah, let's it, look at the players just the, the two players that Real Madrid have really got from us are Modric and Bale yeah phenomenal phenomenal players and the season before that won awards at the club for being our best player of the season were yeah. like quite obviously they were our superstar yeah they yeah. moved to Real Madrid yeah last season it would have been Son yeah or Kane they would have been the only two players that would have been warranted a move yeah that's fair to a huge um, club and, and it is a valid point because if for example you're one of these top European teams and you're watching Christian Eriksen play in the Premier League. Let's say, that, let's say, right, okay, we're going to watch him for a couple of the games. We'll watch him against Palace, and then we'll watch him against Olympiacos. I think what you saw in those two games really does sum up why he's a good player and not an elite player, if that makes sense. Which yeah. is, against Palace, you watched him in that game, you went, wow, yeah, you can see this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, picking out space, finding space, picking passes. Yeah, you know, I can see what the fuss is about. And then you watch him against Olympiacos where there was space. You know, Olympiacos for being a well-organised, you know, a good footballing team. You know, because Olympiacos went for that game last night. Towards the end of the game, you could see they were kind of happy with the point. You know, they, they were kind of like, hey, in the grand scheme of things, this isn't bad for us. But up until then, they were going for it. They were playing football and they were, you know, trying to get in, trying to score goals. And I, and I respect that and I like that. But because of that... It wasn't like when we play Aston Villa or we play Newcastle where they're playing 10 men behind the ball. It was an open game. There was space everywhere. Yeah. And you'd think with and players like Deli and Lucas there, he'd be looking to try and find them with a the ball. Oh, they must have been so frustrated. I watched Deli Ali make a same run three times on one occasion. I think even Jermaine Genius pointed out in commentary, he went, 
He had to check. He went again. He had to check. By the time he went the third time, the ball was over hit as well. And you could just see the look on Dennis' face like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, come on, mate. What are you doing? Uh, so, yeah. So, like I was saying, if you were watching him and you were like one of these teams, you'd look at that performance and you'd go, wow, that is that is a drop-off. That is... So, at his best, the guy looks a world beater. But at his worst, poorest last night, he looks championship level at best yeah. and, and that is that's the problem he's got and that is the consistency and he's had that problem because I think you said a minute ago two years ago he was good regularly and occasionally excellent yep last season he was average and occasionally good and yeah. and now like last game I thought he was good I don't think he was excellent last game I thought he was good this game just really poor um, and he's going to likely play against Leicester. No, uh, yeah. Some this may be in one of these questions, so apologies if I'm stepping on it. But what did you think about the substitution last night? Where <clears throat> to me it felt like our changes were kind of pre-planned around fitness, not around the actual game that's yeah. evolving. Yeah, because um, Delhi can... was phenomenal. His movement and everything. I thought Delhi was fantastic yeah, last night. Same first person. Yeah, absolutely same. Um. No, Undumbello. Oh, Undumbello's first yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, I'm with you. I That didn't make any sense to me. It felt like pre-planned, right, we've given Delhi 60, 65, 70 minutes. That's that's what we aim to give him tonight, which is fine. You know, you're managing fitness, etc. I get it. If everyone's playing well, but Ericsson to me was so off and so poor, then leave Delhi on. Yeah, Let leave Delhi, Delhi on. Playing. Bring Ericsson on for... Uh, bring Ericsson well, off and bring on Lamella or Son for yeah. him. Yeah, put Delhi back into the middle, whack out one of the wing boys, and you're you're laughing again. But... Yeah, I thought I thought Lamella had quite a positive impact when he came on, um, and that uh, just showed the, the more hunger and desire in that role where Ericsson had just failed really for the I whole see, game. I love Lamella, and I'm really hoping this is the season. I don't, don't, don't say it, don't jinx it, man. I, I don't know how many times I've hoped it was his season. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's playing very well. I, I think this is the thing. He is playing very well so far. Um, uh, just wanting to keep going. He you did know, an interview going. recently. Did an interview. I think it was on your page. You shared it, mm. and he was saying, you know, this is it. This is. I whenever I play, I play the best I can. But I know I've yeah. had injuries. I know I've had problems. I've come yeah. in preseason. I feel great. I feel hungry for the ball. I want the ball at my feet. And you're like, yes, please, please. Yeah. No, no, agreed. I'm with you. Okay, so let's let's keep going with the questions from the page. Uh, the next one's from Pete Thompson. Um, Pete Thompson says, "Why don't we run at the opposition a lot? Uh, sorry, why don't we run at the opposition? A lot of our players stand still when in possession or dribble the ball, given our opponents time to close down players and get into better positions." Um, what what do you think to Pete's point there? It's fair. There's there's been a few times where, especially when we've got players like Lucas Moore on the pitch. And yeah. we get it when Son's on the pitch as well. You've got these players with such pace. Yeah. Um, you watch other teams. You watch, okay, let's just talk about the, the top two very quickly. So Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. Players like Sterling, um, Mane, those sort of players where they've got the pace and you can see the midfielder going, or the midfield or defence win the ball. And their first yeah. thought is, we can get this ball up into their penalty box in like five seconds. Yeah. Let's do it. And, you know, two or three passes time, Mane or Sterling or even Aguero have got the ball with pace yep. and they're running at a defence. 
and they're yeah. catching people on the back foot. Whereas we seem to like to, oh, we've won the ball in midfield. Okay, let's pass it back to Yan, who can pass it to Toby, who can pass it to Hugo, back to Yan, back to Toby. And, oh, they've completely reshaped. Yeah, I, I do think we are at our best when we press high up, win the ball, and then we kind of unleash on a team flying forward. Yeah, I just don't like see it you, enough. Like you've just said. Um, we were like that against Palace in the opening 45 minutes. You know, that movement, pressing them high, yep. winning the ball, and then just everyone making runs to the point that, you know, Palace defenders didn't know who the hell to pick up because they had people coming in from all angles. That's what you want. That's what. That's when we're at our best. Um, I think we set up last night with Olympiacos uh, to play a different kind of game. We didn't want to press them high. We wanted to try and uh, let them play, let us have some space and exploit the space. But we just didn't play well enough. Like, like yeah. the individuals, you know, like you send out a team with a clear tactic of how to play it and the team just didn't do it. And yep. uh, yeah, it was bizarre. I, th- I think the question about running it, that team, I mean, I watched last night... Um, I can remember quite clearly Lucas going on a couple of runs, Son when he came on. I remember Kane going on one hell of a run where I thought for a minute he was going to smash it into the corner. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately his shot was a bit poor. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's a, a tactical thing. I don't think it's like a message of don't run. I think perhaps it's a confidence in the situation type thing, game awareness. Yeah. Our, our players just... Uh, perhaps if they were winning that game, perhaps if it was still 2-0 in the second half, those runs would have been happening a lot more. Um, you know, like against Palace 4-0 up, you know, our players were trying all sorts of crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, that that tends to happen. I think in, in the situation last night, I think perhaps it was... But I don't think it's a tactical thing. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I don't think it is. Um, Mark Corder, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, Mark says, Pochettino doesn't let players get into any form. He plays them once, then they are sub or vice versa. They can't be tired yet, but Aurier had a good game Saturday. Where was Rose? Question mark. Son's on the bench with Lamella. You can't be consistent when you don't play in a consistent side. See, I agree with this. In a sense, I agree that, yeah, you look at how many of the big teams kind of you can almost name straight away the starting 11 yeah you know even yeah, Liverpool Man City you know the bigger team Barcelona's the Real Madrid Juventus those sort of things you know who their best players are and you can almost name their starting 11 yeah you know a couple of days in advance where with us Poch does like to rotate and I, I guess you don't want to play to, I mean you don't want to play to burn out However, we're only five games into the season. True. Um, Oreo, we've already discussed that he was cramping up and yeah. couldn't walk after the game. And Danny Rose, uh, same, he's got to be managed because of his fitness. Yeah. Son and Lamella could easily have played those two. I mean, Delhi's only just come back from injury, so to throw him into a starting lineup was brave. It paid off, though, because Delhi had a good game. I felt so. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people thought he was poor. I, I thought he played well. I thought he played well. He didn't get many chances because we weren't creating them. Agreed. More the problem. Um, I would like to have seen Lamella play a bit more of the match because I feel like his attitude at the moment and the really kind of wanting to run at people and chase the ball around yeah. could have unsettled Olympiacos. We didn't have many players that were kind of... It's the, it's the old headless chicken sort of thing with Lamella. He sees the ball and he will just chase the ball. It's like a dog when you throw a ball Head. to a you know 
he will just chase the ball around. Yeah. But that sort yeah. of thing can unsettle opposition if they know every time they get the ball, someone's going to be running at them straight away. Well, Lamella's, yeah, Lamella is kind of a real uh, tetchy character as well, you know, kind of really gets in people's faces and winds them up. Opposition yeah. fans hate him. I mean, that's part of the reason why I like the guy so much, I think. I do, he's but, just pretty, yeah, he's that person where he'll, he'll put in a slightly late tackle. You'll have a guy at him and he'll have a go back. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah, he's he's a antagonistic sod. Um, Love him. Well, he is, yeah, because it can give you a lift. And in like that game last night, like I said, he had a real positive impact. He came on, and a lot of that was down to just the fact that he was chasing everything, and yeah. the players around him were like, "Oh yeah, you know, come on, let's get into that. Yeah, let's follow him up. He's right." Um, and he does tend to kind of like come on, you know, drag people along with him, ups the tempo. So you can understand when a manager loves him. Um, yeah, you, know, you can completely get that, and why he hadn't sold him. I think Mark's question is really valid. I, th- I think it's something that, um, as as fans, we we all got a uh, right uh, to to question. I think we've discussed on the podcast, you know, the certain scenarios around Aurier and Rose. But I also think that the other thing that we need to take into account is we don't work with the players day in day out, and no. there are some players, for example, who you know. If they're in a bad run, the only way they get out of it is to keep playing, um, yep. and you know, and, and it kind of clicks. You know, like sometimes when Harry Kane uh, is on a bit of a bad run, and people have been like, "Oh, you know, at this point you should bench him." That you know, that might give him a kick up the ass. I, I think the manager destroy have, him if anything. I reckon. Well, well, you have to. You have to. I think you have to trust the manager that he knows the players and knows the individuals and. The players always talk about their relationship with him. He always talks about how he, he wants to think of them as you know men, not just you know his players. Yeah. He, and the hope is he understands them well enough that this player being dropped at a bench because they've not been playing well will give them a kick. This yeah. player, however, if I drop him to the bench, he's going to go in himself. You know, he's going to go sit in the corner and cry. You know, he's just not going to. Yeah. He's not. He needs to play. So I think as fans, it is dead easy for us to go, you know, well, why have you rotated this? Why have you done that? He's the guy with the data in front of him. He's the guy who's got, okay, um, you know, Sonny on the international break travelled X amount of miles. He covered X amount of distance against Palace. He could do with not playing a full 90 minutes in Europe having travelled again. Yeah. Okay, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, I think things like FIFA and Football Manager are one of the worst things for this. Because um, you know, possibly, you sit yeah, there, you play yeah. FIFA, you have your eleven players that you like, and yeah, you every single every game week. you play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same with like football manager to the same I'm a big football manager fan, but I'm yeah. guilty for it. I have eleven players that I like, they play most of the games. Yeah, I think also the games evolved a lot. Like so when we were younger, uh, I'm older than you, I know. Um Back it was in the my same day. eleven. Unless Back in some, my yeah. Day. Back in my day, my son, it was 11 players. They were men then. Shorts were short and women were grateful. Um, but yeah, genuinely, it's this situation where I I remember growing up, I could name the Tottenham team, no problem at all, unless a guy broke his leg, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the same 11 every week, the same bench every week. You know, there was no squad rotation. They played 50 to 60 games in a season and they ran it off, you know? It yeah. was fine. Um, you know, wet sponge was how you treated it, unless there was a bone sticking out, and then you had to put a bandage on it. 
So, yeah, I, I genuinely do think sometimes we have to... I, I mean, I do. I have to remind myself sometimes the game's evolved. Um, you know, sports science is a big factor in, in elite-level sport now. Yeah. You, you know, you said to me about, um, you know, Liverpool know their best eleven, and you could name it. You know, Man City know their best eleven, they could name it. Next time you catch either of those sides play... Just double check it that eleven in your mind, and also yeah. watch how many times the players are subbed. I don't think Aguero has played ninety minutes in two seasons. No, uh, Jesus, the same. Yeah. He is. He rotates the players. He rotate. He manages them. Now every manager does these things differently. Uh, now, if Pochettino had won the Champions League last year. Everything he does would be phenomenal because he won the Champions League. Therefore, everything he does is spot on, and it's these little fine margins, really. Whereas um, when we lost it, I remember the main criticism when we lost it was you've got Lucas Moura who, in the last round, yeah, has yeah, scored exactly, a hat trick, yeah. and then yeah. you benched him for the final. Yeah, like, and, I and myself yet, was surprised Lucas didn't leave in the summer because I mean I would have been absolutely fuming. Well, no, because he he, he understood. Yeah. He's, a, he's a professional footballer who the manager would have said, you know, this is the formation, this is the way we're going to try and play, and you don't fit into that for the final. You know, that, that, unless you don't, you know, you don't have... I mean, it's a debate I've had on the podcast, loads, a debate loads of people have had. Yeah. It's just one of those things, you know, Kane starts, Kane scores, Pochettino's a genius... You know, Lucas starts yeah. and Lucas misses a penalty. Pochettino's a moron. For Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he was never going to win. Poch had nothing <laughs> no, he could no. have done in that that would have won. No, no. Apart it, from win. It, it, apart from win, yeah. Win the game and no one gives a crap. Who you could have team, named yeah. Sissoko in goal for a week. Yeah, yeah if we yeah, won, if we won. won. Yeah, yeah. you win the game, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, so now I think Mark Corder's question is perfectly valid. I, I do just think that all of us need to sometimes look at it and go, there are factors above and beyond what are in the public domain yeah. um, and you, you, it's his sixth season with us if we don't trust the guy um, then one I think we have trust issues <laughs> which yep. is fine uh, but two um, you know it's madness the, the guy's transformed the club we, we need to trust him we need to just back him um, to keep going because if we're going to start turning on him then for me we're no better than a lot of the other teams Um that that just you know want their manager replaced every five minutes. No, you're right. No, you're right. Okay, we have Martin Hood who is next who says, "Don't blame Pochettino. Too many of the players had bad games last night. It's nothing to do with those selected." Um, Martin, uh, I think Pochettino has to carry some blame sometimes. I mean, that's that's fair. I, I'm, I don't think he's above criticism. You know, we're talking about backing the guy, and he's been with us six years. We got to trust him. I do all of that. But there are times like his substitutions, his selection of Kyle Walker, not selecting Kyle Walker, because that's confusing to me. I, yeah. I'm critical of that just because it's my opinion. It doesn't mean I'm right. It just that's my opinion. Yeah, me um, and you have had this conversation a few times about the fact that yeah, he's doing it for a reason. You may not understand every decision yeah. he makes. Yeah, and, and every and now and again he's slightly naive. I still think there's a little yeah. bit of naivety in things he does. However, but but that's 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 your opinion, and yeah. Me and you have said it so many times, you know, you our, our opinions, bloke. yeah, our opinions are that. We can say, I think you're wrong on that, but at the same time, be be a supporter, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I think at the same time, Martin's kind of hit the nail on the head. You look at the team he put out last night in the formation, 
uh, the Sanchez right back thing kind of uh, you know put that to one side. You look at that team and go, yeah, that's that's a team that's going to win. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're talking about oh, you know, he rotated. Yeah, but he's playing Delhi and Lucas. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> if your rotation options are you're not playing Son and Lamella, you're playing Lucas and Delhi. Yeah, they, they are definitely worse situations to be in. Oh, massively, and that's the options we have in this squad now that really we've not had before. And he yeah. needs to try and get these players minutes, get them into the team, get them playing because you want them all firing. And he saw the Olympiacos game as a perfect opportunity to do that. And unfortunately, others just didn't raise their game. You know, Lucas played well, got his goal. But, you know, you could see he kind of ran himself out a bit. He had to come off. Um, Deli, I thought, was playing very well. But I think they're being cautious with him because he has re-aggravated that injury a few times. Yep. He didn't didn't want to come off. You could tell that, but that's fine. Couldn't you just? Yeah, his reaction to going off was Yeah, yeah. but, But I like that. See, I... If you it want to see a player that's annoyed yeah, to touch pitch. You don't. Yeah, want to see, I mean, yeah. if you're seeing a player play sixty minutes and then getting subbed off, walking off happy lappy, and then you're like, yeah, yeah. why? You Surely, know, as a footballer, like you want to be yeah, playing yeah. all the time. You're doing the best job in the world. Yeah, you're, Surely, you're exactly right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, I think Morin's got a valid thing there. Okay. The last one here is from Russell Sherwood. Russell says there was no one crossing the balls in the box. We missed Trippier for that. We must learn that is all we hear. They have had many times to learn too many egos. Okay, Russell, you've kind of lost me in what you've put here. Spurs fans need to learn punctuation. There was no one crossing the balls in the box. We missed Trippier for that. Okay, there should have been a full stop there. We must learn. That is all we hear they have had. No, it's not making any sense. Wait, I'm loading, um, I'm loading it. I'm loading it. I, I think, I, I, to, whilst you're loading it, I'll just address the first thing. Um, Trippier was really poor last season. Please, please, please do not fall into this trap of of lamenting his ability to cross every now and again. We do have players in the squad who can deliver a ball quite well. Um, but as a team, that's not how we're playing. We're not... We're not, you know, taking it to the byline, whipping it in. That's not what we're doing. Um, Trippier's delivery was phenomenal, but he was also... He said it himself. When a player himself says he was poor for a season, you know it must have been bad. How many football players do you know genuinely do that? Hold their hands up and go, yeah, I yeah. was crap last season. Yeah, yeah, and he has so many times. Like, in every interview, he's just like, yeah, it just, you know, last season was bad. Um so yeah, let, let's not. You know, we we don't miss him. I'm sorry. I, you might think that we miss his delivery into the box, but I think last season he assisted six goals. Yeah. Well, over the course of the season, I think other players in the team will contribute that and more. So no, I mean, I, I yeah, don't Carl Walker Peters did half of that in one match. Would, yeah, bang on. Yes, yeah, absolutely bang on. Um, well, I've um, got his comment up. I do understand what he means. Um, on, there then. was a new story uh, came out late last night, early this morning, on BBC New Sport. Yeah, uh, Harry Kane interview saying that we we're not learning from our mistakes. Yep, that's what he's saying here. All we're hearing is that we must learn from our mistakes, but we're not because there's too many egos. I think is what he's trying to say. Oh, okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. Which I agree. Um, Harry coming out, I liked that Harry Kane at least. He stood up and he's turned around and gone. Yeah, you're right. We, we, this is happening too often, and we're not learning. We need to. Because yeah. as the fans, we're looking at it going, geez, that's that's already twice this season I can think of that we've had a 2-0 lead and let it slip. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, I would always much rather the players are honest. I always much rather the players come out and say, you know, like, oh, you know, it would have been very easy for a media team could have jumped into the players and gone, good away point. That's that's the only thing you say, you know, good away point. So I much prefer the honesty from the players to say, no, we should have won that. That was poor. Um, we need to sort that out. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather that. I think at the same time, I think as fans, you can only hear we need to fix this so many times before you say, well, we'll are you it. actually trying? Because yeah. <laughs> how many times are you going to say it? Um, these games, relatively, the Arsenal game and this game aren't that far apart. Um, they've had the international break as well in between. So the manager, I think, judging by his post-match reaction and comments... We'll be having a good chat with everybody upon the return. Yes. That chat will have words such as, what the actual were you all doing? Yeah, did you not realise there are two halves to every match? Yeah, or or better yet, you know, you just need... It's a concentration thing. Mm. I think it's something that we've struggled with for a couple of seasons. And I'm not sure how we can address it because like our best centre-back pair and I think everyone will agree is Jan and Toby yep. they have a phenomenal understanding they're two very experienced central defenders Yeah. last night Jan gave away a penalty that was moronic I mean yeah. really stupid yep. there's, there's no legislating for that there's no legislating for that moment of total brain fart that he had that he gave away that penalty See, if that had been someone like Sanchez or Juan Foyth yep. or something like that you'd have gone as an experience yeah yeah spot on he's going to yeah, learn you... from that he can't be doing yeah. that especially in a Champions League yeah. game but when someone yeah. like Jan does it you just yeah, sit there and go what? yeah and there's no excuse There, there is absolutely no excuse to it the guy made a meal of it of course he did that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Jan knows that. And Jan knew it as well. The minute he made contact and that guy dropped, Jan didn't do the get up or anything like that. He immediately knew. You could just see it on his face. Yeah. Ah, uh, bollocks. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done that. I've, you know, I've lost my head. And, and that's it. And it is a concentration thing. It's like a mental... It's a mentality thing that I don't know. I'm not convinced we can coach out of players. And it's it's a problem because it's the spine of our team. Yeah. You know, we're making that error in defence. Ericsson in midfield is not on it. Kane was working his ass off dragging people left, right and centre. But if Ericsson's not putting the ball through to Delhi and Lucas, who must have been so fed up <laughs> after there, that game. There's one of those ones where you'd love to be a fly on the wall, wouldn't you? Like uh, I would love yes to no. be on the ball in that dressing room <laughs> just to hear the conversations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I always think yes and no because sometimes I've been given real insight into stuff behind the scenes at the club, and I'm like, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah, that you know, there's a couple of things that have happened in pre-season, for example, that I know, and I've I've one of them I've even seen a picture and a video, and I'm just like, I wish I didn't know that had happened. Oh God, I, I, you know, I just just sort of. As a fan, sometimes I think ignorance is bliss, and everything's rosy. More... Everything's rosy. Yeah, everything's rosy. Yeah. Everything's rosy. <laughs> they, they, they all love each other. They're like brothers, and they would do anything for each great. other. They, you know, yeah. No one punched anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Well, I messaged you yesterday, didn't I? I was like, oh, Hugo and Yan are talking to each other. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and they're talking to each other without looking like they want to. End each other, yeah. As well. 
Oh man, it's it's a madness. It's a mad situation, but I, I think let's take a step back for a minute because I think everyone, uh, hopefully, people listening to this today and are kind of hoping will uh, put a positive spin on things. Um, to be honest with you, we are not hitting our stride at the moment. I think the manager's trying to get the squad together, trying to get it moving in the right direction. I think the opening forty-five against Palace was a great example of what we can do when we all click. Yep. I think last night was a night where a number of our players didn't click, and that's the that's kind of like it was kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde couple of games where we got we saw, yeah, that's us at our full tilt, you know, there, right there. That's where we're aiming. That's where we want to be every week. And then the last night's performance, we kind of look at that and went, unfortunately, that's what we're seeing. <laughs> you know, that's that's the bad. That's the dang. Yeah, there's there's um, a difference between what we want and what we're getting at the moment. Yeah, you yeah. know, Pochettino said something after the Champions League final, which I think is really, really interesting. And he was nailed on. I think when he watched that performance last night, I think he'll be thinking the same thing now, which is our lowest level is relegation worthy. Whereas Liverpool and Man City's lowest level, they're getting draws, you know, or yeah. losing losing the Norwich. You know, they're not being disgraced by any means, but they're kind of just losing the odd game here or there. But yeah, Man City lost to Norwich and then came back and thumped Shakhtar last night. You got it, yeah. We'll and, lose you know, to Newcastle uh, and then the next sh- game go... Oh. Shakhtar must hate Norwich for that, by the way. <laughs> they, yeah. must, they must have seen that result and went, oh, thanks a bunch of canary bar stewards they're going to be so angry Um, but yeah with with us I just think our our upper level is up there with City and Liverpool but our issue is we don't hit that anywhere near as often as they do and uh, it's like such a drop off it's like famine or feast it's like we're like that or we're like this. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, we there's are no kind absolute of absolute world beaters. Or yeah. we're going. Oh, we could be going to Derby next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and not because they were promoted. Yeah. But um, I, I just look at it and I think like last night. I think we need to shake it off. I think well, you can look at last night and go. Last night, five or six players had poor games. That doesn't happen very often. You know that that isn't a regular thing for any no, team I mean even and, and it, Ndombele came on uh, when he was playing well, he looked yeah. off the pace I mean you know he's been out injured yeah. and stuff but yeah, even he what, looked off the pace yeah he, he looked like he really struggled I felt he got better as the game went on yeah. but I, I like to start with he you know his first touch was letting him down which is something anyone who's watched any of him when we signed him it's like wow that's that's weird yeah um he wasn't taking the ball forward but by the time he was going off he was doing that and he was kind of looking up and and playing the game so i think again he needs to be carefully managed i think moving from the french league to the english league is a massive step in in that position as well you know you think about you know if you're a striker or you're a winger like Nkudu was etc you've got that a little bit more if you're in the engine room in the premier league it's relentless oh yeah it's (laughs) constant yeah yeah, so so I think again he needs to be managed well. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on the bench this weekend again. So so um, kind of winksy to start. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my thinking, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I think last night let's shake it off. I think we picked up a point away. Um, I think my final thought will be this. Okay, mm-hmm. last season our opening game of the Champions League, we were leading and then we lost the game. Yep, but we reached the final. 
This season, we were leading, but we drew the game. Do you know what that means? We're winning it this season. I'm, I'm glad that's what you went with. That could have gone one or two ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. It's, <laughs> we're it's, losing it's every obvious. match or we're going to win the Champions League. It's going to go. It's obvious. It's obvious. I mean, come on. It's obvious. Lost the opening game last team, reached the final. Drew it this time, we're going to win it. Next season, we'll win the opening game. And not make and it out we'll win. Yeah, probably probably bomb out of the group. <laughs> and yeah. then go out first match of the Europa League. Go out of that as well. Be like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Hashtag screw it because we won the Champions League once. I'll, I'll still be celebrating. Yeah. One <laughs> Three seasons yeah. time. I'll, I'll, be, done I'll still be drunk when we're in the Championship. So, yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then we'll play Nottingham Forest and they'll go, yeah, we've won it twice and I'll cry. Yeah. Oh, dang <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, but, mate, a big thank you for you to step in. Step in, Stefan. You're a hero. No worries. Uh, I know Matt will be listening. I hope you're feeling better, mate. A uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. I know when we don't play very well, our listening figures drop off. Um, it makes me laugh. I kind of think about people in their fan relationship with the club. It's like, you know, you're, you're angry with your partner. Uh, because what happens is if we win a game, our listening figures when this show goes live is huge. Like, everybody listens straight away. Yeah. When, when we've lost a game, we genuinely lose a couple of hundred people from listening. Uh, but when we draw a game, don't play very well last night our listeners are kind of spread out like some people listen straight away other people's perhaps they need a couple of days before before they think about Tottenham it's, again it's like we've had an argument we're like I'm not, yeah. I'm not texting yeah. her first I am not texting yeah, her first yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I see it and it's kind of funny so uh, when you're listening to this thank you for tuning in we really do appreciate yeah, thanks it thanks for texting back yeah 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 <laughs> thank, thanks, thanks for coming back to us uh, but yeah uh, mate thank you for stepping in no worries uh, we will be back that Spurs news will be back. Could be me and Stefan. Could be me and Matt. It might not even be me. We'll see. Uh, back next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time. Come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.